Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Hank Suttala and Casey McBride bringing you another episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. How are you doing today, Casey? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm actually here at my office because my wife and I were competing for internet. So I thought, well, I'll take a trip to the office. And then my kids used it as a manipulation to get hot chocolate and come with me. Oh, <laughs> it's always about the hot chocolate. Oh, yes. It's uh, <laughs> always about the hot chocolate or about the food or about whatever the case is. But welcome, everyone. If this is your first episode of Stir Crazy Shamans during this uh social isolation order. Casey and I are doing these daily broadcasts where we're just picking a topic and uh, speaking about that topic and possibilities of how you might be able to um, change things in your life to create more ease around whatever we're talking about. And today we're starting with a question from yesterday that we missed in the comments. So uh, first of all, if you are going to make a comment, uh, please click the link, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, and make the comment there on Facebook. Sometimes we see it apparently, and sometimes we don't. Uh, so if you do want to participate, ask your comments on the YouTube feed, and then I know that we're going to see them. Um, if it's on Facebook, we might not, and then we will answer it the following day like we're doing today. But anyway, uh, today is all about mental fog. And the comment from yesterday is, let me actually look it up while I find it here. See, now I have to remember which stream she had asked about it, too. And uh, to reiterate, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask about anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be about the topic that we picked for today. This is supposed to be sort of an open format uh, dialogue in response to uh, all the questions and uh, interests of everyone involved in watching and not just talking between the two of us. Right. Now, the question from today was, or from yesterday, she said, hi, have you ever experienced a brain fog or mental block that feels like it's preventing you from being able to grow spiritually? If so, what has helped to overcome this? And there, this could actually be quite a few different things. And uh, we'll probably take our conversation in a couple different areas. But Casey, why don't you speak first about this particular uh, question and what uh, what information or guidance you might offer them. So as far as uh, brain fog or mental blocks, um, uh, I'm going to focus a little more specifically on the blocks first. Um, know that uh, a mental block only exists because you put it there. Um, you know, sometimes we tend to think of mental blocks as like this thing that we have to overcome as if the mental block was separate from us. Uh, but it's the mind overcoming the mind. So all of it, the block and the thing trying to overcome the block are both your mind. Um, so, and I've talked, I talk about this quite frequently and I think I always will, but having the awareness that you are more than just that stream of thoughts and any of the ideas that flow through it uh, and bringing that true awareness into the situation can really help you to overcome. Uh, but really just identifying, you know, first off, what is the block? So for example, like people talk about writer's block. That's a, like we, we've heard that term very often, I think. And uh, so a person's sitting there and they're trying to have a creative idea, but for some reason, like nothing's coming. And uh, so in their mind, there's like something blocking them, but they're not even aware of what that block is. So I would first say, maybe present to yourself an, a question, a question of what is it that is preventing me from having this creative idea or whatever it is. And uh, sit and, and see if you can really search and identify in the first place what it is that, that what is the blockage? Uh, because if you just have a vague feeling that you're blocked, that's not, uh, you can't really get very far with that until you've actually identified something that's blocking. So identify it first. 
Great. And what I would say first and foremost is to recognize that anytime you are blocked or feel blocked, it's it's somewhere where we're not willing to receive something from the universe for whatever reason that is, whether it's a past life thing, a current life thing, and the story behind it doesn't matter. The important thing is that energetically, you can say, okay, well, what is this? And you get the energy of it. And you don't even have to give definition to the energy or conclusion to the energy, you, you get it. And then you, then the question would be, well, what can I do to change this? And maybe that's a Reiki session, or maybe that is doing an energy clearing, or maybe it's an entity removal or whatever the story is around. It doesn't matter. You ask, well, what would create the greatest change in contribution here once you've identified the energy and then go from there. And I can even give a one tool. There's a, a technique from Patty Conklin, who's a, a dear friend, and she has this whole thing called color works. Have you ever heard of it by chance? No. So uh, basically, you just ask your body, what color does my body need to take whatever from a 10 to a 1 or a 10 to a 5, whatever scale you want to work with, and you just start flowing that color or that frequency of energy and whatever uh, energy is required, you'd just be an allowance of the energy that will change it, and then you slowly start to allow it to shift and then create, basically whittle that boulder down into a a grain of sand and then move past it. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And uh, uh, I think that's a great way to, um, like you said, I, putting a color to the energy, uh, I, I think is a great way to help people to bring in specific energies that their body might need to clear these blockages. Um, because again, some people have a difficulty identifying exactly what's blocking them. And if you've asked that question, uh, even if you're not able to pinpoint like the exact thought pattern or emotional pattern that you picked up from wherever that's blocking you, uh, yeah, I think that's a great way to help to um, bring something in uh, to to relieve that. I think anytime we bring in a visual along with the feeling of energy, it just amplifies the power of that experience. Wow, your audio just got really different. Did it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Did you, could you hear what I was saying? At least? Oh, no, I could hear what you're saying. At the very end, it just got like really loud, like the voice of God, like boom coming out of the oh, maybe cool. it was <laughs> maybe it was right? i have to go back and wonder if it's like that on the replay um, so the the main thing is identifying the energy but we like especially us in the west like if we were down in peru that the whole concept of oh you just identify the energy and change it is very easy uh, but we like we, we embellish our stories a lot. And so sometimes it may be that you dive in and you find out that this is a past life curse and you got to, you know, just be an allowance of breaking it. Uh, there was even uh, someone that I know that was telling the story that in their family, they, the, the men in their family would all uh, had all had very early deaths, like in the early sixties or something like that. And then in a t space of journey meditation, he had found that one of his ancestors had done something really bad and um and basically they took um a, maybe i should rephrase this a little bit let me because i don't want to totally go off the deep end on one side of it but <laughs> anyway in a past life they did something uh that that was the intention that the the male line of the family was going to be cursed and, and live a, a shorter life and they were given the opportunity in journey space to undo that they were able to make a right with the wrong and really it's not about the whether the curse is a curse or not a curse. In, the, in actuality, everything happens all at once. You are everyone. You've been the murderer and the murdered, right, if, in, the, in the context of oneality. And so whatever story you need to step into in order to get ease and release um, is, is a possibility as well. Yeah, having some kind of visualization exercise or, or doing journey work um, or, you know, um, 
whatever technique you use, Reiki or um, specific meditation techniques, uh, like you said, these are all very useful tools for helping to clear the blockage. Uh, and and if that's how what you feel called to use one of those modalities, that's wonderful and absolutely do that. But know that that's not necessary in order to clear these mental blocks. Mental blocks can be dissolved in an instant. Um, but like I said, it's the mind creates another blockage around the block that we can't get over the block. <laughs> So, so sometimes we need to uh, we need to convince the mind that we've gone through the hoops we need to in order to get to the actual block. Uh, so, <laughs> as if that's not confusing enough. <laughs> and, and one thing that we talked about yesterday that kind of bleeds into this conversation a bit is often we are our own greatest uh, sorcerer against ourselves. And oftentimes when there's a block, it's more our unwillingness to be open to whatever the information is that we could receive. So what if you were more spiritually aware? what in your life would have to change if you were as aware as you could be, right? Um, like just to give an example, and I'm not saying anybody else has to go vegan or anything like that, but I started asking my, my body, like, hey body, what would you like to eat? What would be the greatest contribution to my body? I never planned to be a vegan. <laughs> I, I was like a steak and potatoes type of person. And in an instant, while I'm lying at a Chipotle, I asked that question and and I, I went vegan cold turkey from that day forward. And I'll continue to honor my body. I'll ask it what it would like. But if you start asking those questions, like, well, if I had known what the answer was going to be, what I've asked a question, and maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe that it, it would have been my own fog of like, well, I don't want to give this up or I don't want to choose that. So I am playing, you know, plausible deniability by not giving myself permission to have the awareness. And then I'm my own block because I'm just not willing to look at the information because at the end of the day, I'm not willing to change yet. And that's going back to the ego. That's exactly its job is to sort of keep us safe because it knows our current way of thinking. Well, it thinks our current way of thinking, our current way of being is safe. It knows that at least at, at the very least we're alive because of it. So it does its best to protect that current paradigm, that way of thinking. And so when we're trying to say, open up and be more aware of the spiritual, be more creative or something, uh, we're, we're uh, at, at a certain level, Ask, asking ourselves to step outside of that comfort zone, that paradigm that we've created for ourselves within the ego, and the ego will fight back against it. Um, so really, it's the ego trying to protect itself. Uh, and it, and it, the ego does perceive change. Like you said, going vegan, I'm, uh, you know, for me, uh, I'm also vegan. Um, that was a, an enormous paradigm shift in my, for years and years and years, I had told myself, you know, I knew, uh, for, uh, for me, it was the animals, you know, I knew it was wrong. I shouldn't be paying to eat meat. And I, and I even knew we didn't have to consume animal products, but my ego did everything it could for, I mean, like 15 years to keep me in the old comfortable paradigm that it was in and uh, came up with incredibly complex thought patterns and loops that I would go through in my head to keep me within that structured frame and paradigm. And, uh, it, and, and it, it, was as long, it was as if a sort of death had to happen in order to change that. Um, like the ego does perceive those kind of big paradigm shifts as a sort of death that fears it as if it's like the end of the ego. Um, so that may make things sound a little more daunting in order to get over your blocks. You don't have to experience any kind of big death like that. Um, but that's, I'm just giving that example as, uh, uh, to show that um, like that, that's why sometimes these blocks can seem so sort of insurmountable as the ego is just doing its job to protect us and keep us safe. Right. Just continuing to use the vegan as an example, I would also throw out there for people that the choice to do something like that or not 
I, I brought it down for me is just what would be light in my life. The whole animal thing and all that is secondary to me. That's not the reason I chose. I chose because that's what was right for my body. And and then later on, I became aware of why that was. Uh, but you don't have to, don't get into the, I would invite you to avoid the trap of making a choice based on a judgment, make a choice based on how much possibility it will create in your life. Because if we get caught up on, well, is it right? or wrong because of the animal treatment, for example, that's a, a whole judgment in and of itself. Uh, it, and there's people that say it on both sides of the spectrum. What would create the greatest contribution for you and your life for whatever you're choosing? And and use that as your Geiger counter, if you will, uh, when you're making your choices and then see what you're observing uh, after that. Yeah. Um, and uh, ultimately when we are making some sort of big change or in making an endeavor to uh, become more creative to explore new aspects of ourselves, to expand ourselves creatively, spiritually. It should be for the highest purpose of ourselves and and all the beings of oneness, which we're we're all a part of each other. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, make make the change based on uh, the um, uh, the desire to do the highest good for yourself and others. Always, absolutely. Very cool. And for those of you just joining us, uh, we are, if you'll see in the video link or uh, in the comments section, not comment section, in the text, there is a link to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you go there and make comments, we're sure to see them if you want to participate in the conversation. Uh, what we're actually talking about right now was a question that we missed from the Facebook feed from yesterday, which uh, is all about mental blocks and what you can do if you feel like you're being blocked spiritually. And, um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. So if you have any questions or want to contribute to the conversation, please uh, hop on YouTube. And while you're making your comment, please take a moment to. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's just me right now, but I lost, I lost Hank. And on my screen, it says that it's just me. Okay. So yeah, I think what he was getting at was, uh, yeah, feel free to hop on and make comments. Um, if I'm just talking to myself and talking over Hank, I apologize for that right now. Uh, but as far as I'm seeing, I'm the only one in this live stream. So, um, yeah, feel free to make any comments if you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about. Um, I am going to send a message to Hank to see whether or not everything is okay. So let me do that really quickly, and then I'll just continue to talk after that. I may actually guide us through a little bit of an exercise if, uh, if that's what it uh, comes down to. Um, so let me message him really quickly. He's still on. So we'll see what he has to say about that. Okay. So uh, in the meantime, if it's just me talking, um, why don't we do a little exercise to help get over some of these blockages? So what I'm going to have everyone do. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Let me see what Hank has to say before I jump into this. Um, but what I think I'm going to do if, if he, okay, let me see. Okay. So we're going to go ahead with the exercise. We got the okay from Hank. So, uh, if you have the ability to uh, close your eyes, that's great. Uh, but at the very least, find yourself in a nice, comfortable position. Uh, find yourself somewhere um, where you can sit or lie comfortably uh, for just a few minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Um, and uh, go ahead and take a moment to close your eyes now, and we'll get started. So take a deep breath. And allow your attention to sink down away from the mind and into the body. Allow yourself to feel all of the sensations within your body fully with a curious awareness. 
and take note of the area in your body that feels the most heavy and stuck. You may feel a tightness in your chest, or maybe you're aware of the way that energy feels in your body, and you can go specifically right to that place where you're feeling that blockage, where you're feeling that feeling of heaviness or being stuck. Or maybe you just have a general feeling of tension. Whatever it is, go to that spot in your body where you feel that the most. And if you haven't already done so, I want you to imagine what it would look like if this heaviness, this blockage, this tension that's holding you back, imagine what it would look like if it had a shape and a color. Imagine the shape and color of this thing that's holding you back. Get a feel for it. Really experience it. Normally when we feel these uncomfortable sensations, our tendency is to turn away, to bring our attention elsewhere because it's uncomfortable to feel these sensations. But for now, just for the moment, go deeply into that sensation. Feel it, see it, imagine what it would look, feel, see like, smell like. Bring all of your attention, all of your senses into the experience of this blockage, this tension, this heaviness. When you've gotten a really good feel for it, I want you to imagine that you're reaching into your body, wherever this blockage is, and you're pulling it out from the body into your hands in front of you. You can hold your hands out with your palms facing up, holding this color and shape of this blockage within your hands with your palms facing up in front of you. And still with your eyes closed, imagine that you're looking down through your eyelids at this blockage, whatever shape and color and form that it takes. Look at it. And ask yourself, do I need to carry this with me in my body? Is this serving me for my highest good? No need to answer the question right away. You may have had an answer that already came up in your mind. But just present that question. Do I need to carry this in my body? Is this serving me for my highest good? Ask that and feel, really feel in the depths of your being. Don't answer with words, just feel after presenting that question. Do I need this? And know that you can, and you have the ability to let this blockage go right here, right now. But first, we want to make sure that that's really something we want to do. So just for now, take this blockage that we have inside of our hands and guide it back to that spot in your body where you were feeling it. And feel it even more intensely as you bring it back into the body. Feel it intensify and grow and become even stronger than you felt it before. Really amplify the sensation of that blockage. Feel it fully in your body. Feel how it makes the rest of your body feel. Pay attention to every subtle sensation, every powerful sensation that you feel. and gather up all of the sensations 
associated with this blockage from every part of your body and energy field, condense it down back into that one specific spot that we started at. See its color and its shape and its form. And once again, reach inside of yourself and pull that out in front of you, holding it in your hands with your palms face up, holding it in front of you. Ask yourself once more, do I need to be carrying this in my body? Does this serve me for my highest good? And now ask yourself, am I ready to let this go? Am I ready to let this go? Am I ready to let this go? And if you are ready to let it go, in whatever way feels natural for you, whether that's to throw it up in the air like you're releasing a dove or shake it out and away from your hands or send it into the earth or whatever way if you're crumple it up and destroy it, whatever feels natural to you, do whatever you feel called to get rid of this blockage, to send it away from your body, never to return. Do that now. And give thanks. And say thank you to this blockage. Thank you for whatever lesson you had, because I know you are just trying to protect me. And although you no longer serve me, I thank you for your lesson. You are now released forever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And breathe, feeling the body, and invite the energy of Father Sky to come in. You can envision this as a light or anything you really want to imagine it looking like if you're not familiar with how energy feels or looks. Just imagine some energy from the sky, from the cosmos, from the universe, coming in through the crown of your head and going directly to that spot where we removed that blockage from. Feel that spot becoming filled with the fresh energy of Father Sky, of the universe, of the cosmos, pure energy that your body will use to restructure itself and fill that spot, guiding the energy with your imagination and your intention. Fill that spot fully until it's overflowing with this fresh, new, vital energy that your body will use to heal itself and to grow. Take a moment to really feel this. Allow the last of the energy that needs to fill this space to fill this space. And then close the energy around you, above your head. Take a deep breath in, becoming more aware and awake. Take another deep breath, feeling energized and refreshed. One last deep breath, opening your eyes with a gentle gaze and continuing on. Thank you.
Thank you very much. I think that was well-timed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come back on? No, I, I was on almost instantly um, oh. before I even got the message, but I thought, well, that feels right. So let's go with a guided meditation. Very cool. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, if if that resonated with anyone here, um, you know, if I do shamanic meditations. Uh, so they, they're not all like that. That was sort of just different off the cuff. But um uh, the shamanic meditations are Tuesdays, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Uh, so yeah, feel free to join in on any of those. And I, I uh, we we journey and explore the realms of spirit for all different purposes for healing and growth. Yeah, thank you very much. I, I attended this first one; it was uh, really amazing. And thank you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm probably I'm biased, of course, right? But uh, I, I've sat in many a guided meditations, and I certainly got a lot more out of his than I, I do on average. So let me say it that way, just oh, based wow. on my own experience. So thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. So anyway, I don't remember what we were talking about before I got. <laughs> I think it, we were. Yeah, we were just talking about uh, the the comments and making sure people were online for that and all that stuff. Oh, so. yes. So if you are watching and you'd like to participate and ask a question, uh, please click the YouTube link uh, and, and make comments on the YouTube channel. We know we will see those then, and we can certainly address your questions. You may be able to do that in Facebook, too, uh, and or Periscope, but yesterday we missed some. So we were just um, starting the show off with that question from yesterday, which is just talking about mental blocks that feel that the preventing you from being able to grow spiritually and uh, where else can we take that conversation hmm. what does spirit have in store for us but uh, where is this conversation going so um, I guess in, in terms of uh, uh, like mental blockages and things just to kind of wrap everything up um, bring more awareness into uh, the um, sensation of the blockage, become aware, and then you know ask those questions that open up the possibilities for you to move on from those blockages and be open to receiving. Uh, I think are the main points we were trying to hit is that oftentimes these blockages are not so much like a, a physical like barrier that we have to break through. It's more so we're not willing to receive something from the universe. And so maybe ask yourself, why is it that you're not uh, willing to receive, uh, address that, and then ask how you can be an allowance of more energy and to receive all that you need from spirit in whatever way you need it. And one of the things that hold us back that create areas where we're not willing to receive can come from childhood that we don't even have a conscious memory of. And just to share one uh, from my experience related around receiving money and abundance in my life, I remember there was a church picnic and it was at the lawyer's uh, house for the church and they had like an in-ground swimming pool and water slides, all this cool stuff, right? And as a kid, I go to my parents and I say, well, why don't we have all that stuff? And they made a comment to the effect of, well, you know, rich people need all that stuff because they're not really happy. So what entered into my world at that point is that, wow, if you have a lot of money, that means you're not happy. And I would much rather be happy than be rich. And so later on in life, my conscious choice was to create for myself abundance and well-being and possibility. But it always seemed like there was a point where I would never go past. And we called that a glass ceiling. It is like this unconscious creation of something that you might not be aware of that's preventing your conscious choice from moving past a certain point. And that's what we were talking about, or I was talking about, that you don't even necessarily, you don't have to have the awareness of that particular thing from childhood like I did. It could just be like you get the energy of it, like through 
Casey's guided meditation, go on the replay, rewind that every time you have a block and replay it for whatever the energy is. You don't have to identify what it is that's creating the block, uh, but just have the openness and the awareness that it could be anything and it doesn't matter. <laughs> whether it's a past life thing or a current life thing or an entity thing or whatever else, whatever the block is, all that needs to happen is your willingness and awareness to have a change and then doing some sort of action to help facilitate that change with the universe. Yeah. And that's where meditation and journeying and healing and all that come in. Uh, it can be so helpful to have these tools to help us to, uh, to move to move past, but yeah, know that it can be easy and effortless. It's overcoming these blockages is only as difficult as you make it um, because you're the one creating the blockage in the first place. There's a, a, a sound technique that I could give you too. Well, one, if you ever uh, want to get a tuning fork, since I'm at my office, I have all my toys, right? You can get like a real high, a tuning fork called a crystal tuner. It's a real high pitch frequency and it's actually used to help uh, dissipate energetic blocks. It raises vibration so much that it just kind of like, just like ultrasound, ultra, ultrasonic waves can break up like kidney stones and stuff. Think of it like that. It's like an energetic way to break up energetic blockages that you may have. And then another tool that Jill Matson uh, gave me is you give the you give whatever it is you're working with a sound, and if it's like a, a pain that you have or a blockage, whatever it is, you give it an audible sound, and you actually make that sound. So you're like, Wah, right? You make some whatever that ugly sound is, and then you start increasing it octave by octave. So if you start like ah 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 ah, and you keep raising it higher and higher till you have to go with your discipline, imagination, bringing it to new and higher and higher heights and you just get to this point where it doesn't feel heavy anymore it just feels like ah it's kind of like that song from a distance god is watch watching us from a distance there's only harmony right you've brought it so high up into the upper world that now it's light and when you bring it back down it no longer has the same hold on it uh, hold on you than it had before because you've literally taken it and used energy to transmute it and so practice it at home where you're not going to be embarrassed doing some notes, right? But but really work on that because if you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you get this energy that comes in and you feel heavy, you've already learned that technique. You just identify it and in your disciplined mind without even having to make a noise, you bring it up, you bring it down, and you've just transmuted it. And I find that is a very quick way to, to shift energies like that too. Not just mental blocks, any block. It doesn't matter what it is. You can you shift it very quickly. I've never heard of that technique before, but that's, I really like that. That's a beautiful way of moving blockages. Uh, one thing that kind of just popped into my head was in terms of sort of grasping the concept of like an energetic blockage, uh, because really all these mental blocks that we're talking about all are, they're really energetic blockages somewhere in our fields, in our body or luminous energy fields, uh, wherever. Uh, and one way that I like to, because I have a background in massage therapy, so I've, I've learned a lot of anatomy and physiology, uh, but a way I, I like to kind of relate it to people is you think of like a, like a blood clot, right? So we have our, our vascular system, a uh, really complex and intricate system of vessels through which blood flows. And when everything's flowing freely, we don't have any problems and Usually we're healthy and feeling good and our bodies can function. Uh, but if uh, that same blood that flows through the veins clumps together and gets stuck somewhere, well, now you've got like an embolism and that caused like a stroke, heart attack. You know, it's a really horrible thing and you could die from it. Um, now with an energetic blockages, we also have these lines of energy that run through our bodies. Different uh, systems have different words for them and there are different um 
systems within the body. They all are, they all are separate systems. But we have like the meridians, and uh, I guess I don't really know all that many words for it. But um, <laughs> but uh, but at some point, uh, some energy from either like a traumatic experience, or again something we just picked up, like a phrase our parents threw out in childhood. Um, the energy of that became lodged somewhere within our energy fields. And uh, through these techniques, or like what I do, like with shamanic healing, um, we're able to see those blockages. At least for me, I can see them um, as if I'm seeing them with my eyes as like some sort of shape or color or something that's not supposed to be in that particular spot. Um, and then we work somehow to remove that and then replace it. But that thing that I did during the exercise where we um, replaced uh, what we removed with fresh, healthy energy is really important uh, because if you were to just remove the blockage and then and leave that a void space, uh, then it's, in my experience, it's very easy for people to um, bring something else in that's almost like the same kind of energy to get stuck there and it uh, will just kind of recreate that blockage again. Definitely. And you're going to love it when we start getting into the program, kind of the thing that you did uh, would match uh, like in shamanism, opening up the Wetokocha egg, like opening up the energy field to receive the energy and the Saman Chikui, which is like father's rain, which is how you bring in this energy field to, to flush out the heaviness, but also fill in all the voids. Because it's mm -hmm. a technique where as you're getting rid of stuff, you're also instantly filling it in. So you're, you're doing things that you haven't even had any formal training on. I just thought you'd like uh, the... Like I, love, I love it. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this. It's, <laughs> it's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, and some of the other energy systems that we have, there's meridians, there's nadis, there's nawis, there's chakras, there's all kinds of different um, little things going on. And, and what the reason to bring that up isn't that you need to go learn all these things, just that as you're having your intentions going out to the universe, be open to knowing that you don't know everything. And I like using phrases when I'm working with spirit saying, I am choosing to let go anything that's holding me back, both known and unknown and all aspects of being. And like phrasing like that, you're acknowledging like everything that I do know about, maybe chakras I know about and everything that I don't know. And all levels of being, it's taking care of this body, but also lifetimes and dimensions and planes. So when you're putting out an attention like that to the universe, you're really broadening the, the field of the energy that you're willing to let go of and work with and, and the energy of what you can step into as well if you're willing to embark on the stuff you don't know about. It's a great way to approach it, I think, uh, by, um, again, being open to working with and healing all of the things that we're not aware of. Because if you if we're, if we try to take on the endeavor of healing every single aspect of the spirit, all the stuff that happened in past lives, all the stuff, even just within this life, all the little traumas and things that we need to correct, uh, you know, you could sit there for an entire lifetime, you'd be an old man and realize like, well, I still have way too much work to do and you never would have gotten very far. Um, so, so yeah, uh, so yeah, we don't need to identify each and individual little thing we can uh, we can be open to releasing um all kinds of blockages all kinds of uh, things that are holding us back uh, all at once with the guidance of spirit and um and you know you think uh, we, people talk about you know great spirit oneness god you know we know there these things that they're it's they're infinite it's the totality of all things and, and we're a part of that and so when we're working to heal ourselves we're working with that which is everything it's as powerful as anything in the universe it is it is everything it's the space which allows all of that to be so it has the power and the wisdom to clear everything in an instant if we allow it 
but we have to be in that space of allowance for that to happen. And being in the space of allowance is the really where it's at. And also to not get caught up in the stories. Like I, I know I mentioned that already, but when we're talking about different lifetimes and all these things, I'm not saying that you need to go fix all these things because really it is only the ever present moment of now. And all those other experiences are only relevant with whatever impact you're allowing them to have on this experience that you're having right now. And and so all the questions that I'm poising is what, what, what could you, shift in these other awarenesses that will allow you to have everything that you're choosing in this awareness with total ease right now. Something I've came across a few times is people who um, start to like, they're really curious about their past lives and they feel like they need to explore those and remember them because if they feel like that's how they're going to be able to finally let go and heal themselves or something. Um, and I find that a lot of the times when people start to explore past lives, because they, the energy behind it is, I need to find out what's wrong, right? Um, that something happened that was that damaged me in a past life, and if you're exploring your past lives for that purpose, uh, I think that oftentimes will create way more problems for people. Uh, because maybe you know the energy that you're carrying from whatever past life experience is impacting you, but it could easily be cleared. But when you start to give it a define, you know, a re recall or whatever you want to put it, and you have this defined story and these vivid images and feelings and experiences behind that energy now, well, now it's that much more difficult to um, to move past and get rid of because it's become this much more solid, real thing for you. Um, uh, so not, and I'm not saying don't explore your past lives, but if you do do so for the purpose of, uh, you know, um, growth and, and for positive purposes to learn about all the wonderful things and learn the lessons, don't go looking for things that went wrong because uh, <laughs> that, that, that can cause a lot of problems for people. Right. And I find that sometimes past lives, when I do readings, I don't focus much on past lives, but occasionally I get someone that they come in for what I call fluff and buff reading. Have you ever, do you know what I mean? They, they just want to hear about how nice their life is and how great they are and all that good stuff. And they yeah. don't even recognize that they have stuff to work on. Uh, and I find like past lives that are very useful because, hey, in this lifetime, you like run around and you hurried a lot and ended up dying because you weren't paying attention, whatever. How does that relate today? That's the question. When you, if you do look at a past life because it is in the ever present moment how does how is that relevant now to create possibility in your in your life and now your past lives can be an asset to you uh, because it may be that there's something going on that you're so oblivious to for whatever reason that you just don't see it and one of the reasons that happens is because we like labeling things as perfect and the energy of perfect is if i decide that my partner's perfect for example which of course she is but <laughs> if i label my partner is perfect. Uh, now, if they end up not being perfect, I either have to make myself wrong or I have to ignore all the things that aren't. And, and then you stay in situations far longer than you typically stay in situations. And past lives have the ability to, if you go look at them, well, now it's taking you out of your current space where you're kind of blind, seeing something. And then if you ask the question, well, how does that relate to now? All of a sudden, just like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it again, where I wasn't willing to see it before, but now I am because there it is. And so past lives definitely have a lot of good uh, tools. And instead of calling them past, just call them alternate. Because really, what is time, right? <laughs> like, are they past lives? Are they future lives? They are actually happening right now also, right? <laughs> yeah, we only ever have this moment right here. That's the only one that exists. The ever-present moment of now. Yeah, that's what um, I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I agree with what you say. And, and you know, I, I wasn't... 
trying to discourage anyone from exploring their past lives because yes, absolutely. Exploring them can really open up the doors for us to heal in ways that we, uh, we may not have been able to. And I think what you're kind of getting at is it helps us to really make connections uh, to uh, energies and experiences and blockages and things that we're working with now, which we always are working with things in the now, uh, but yeah, it can help to give us a different perspective and make connections we may not have otherwise made. Um, but yes, don't get, um, too caught up on the idea that you have to have all these elaborate memories and figure everything out in order to deal with those blockages. Use the tools that feel you feel called to. If you feel called to work with past lives, use that as a way to identify, address, and then learn and grow and move on from blockages. Uh, but know that you don't have to have all these complex stories and tools that you use. Uh, you can you can heal in an instant, like I've said. I think I've said that like 20 times today. <laughs> yeah, healing can be instantaneous. You know, who was telling me this? I forget what class I told, or maybe it was one of Zane's classes, actually. He was telling a story of uh, this one shaman. You would go and to get your healing, like you go in his little hut and you sit down and you'd like have a little conversation and have tea with them. And at the very end, he would shake your hand. And in that moment he, that you shook his hand, they would have the intention of just clearing you. And that's where all the healing happened just done like that. And <laughs> so the whole conversation was irrelevant. It was just for him to get the flavor of energy and everything happened with the handshake. And as they shook their hand, they just basically went down and up the whole energy center, cleared everything and you were done. And I thought, well, I was at a show, uh, I think it was one of the center bonuses, holistic fairs. And I thought, I'm going to just give this a shot, you know, what the heck? And I just told, told someone like, I just want to see what, if, if anything, like, tell me what your experience is. And I shook their hand and their whole body like jolted, like, like that they're like whoa what did you do and they actually had this immense clarity and feeling of peace and calm and it was that quick they had no expectation that they were getting a healing for one that's probably one reason it was so easy uh but but really it can be that easy if you allow it to be and one of the ways that you allow it to be is not giving so much weight to your story and your past and getting caught up with the who did what to who when because now you're in victim mentality, life happened to you. If you're in the energy of life happening and through you, all that stuff's irrelevant. You can just let it start flowing and start choosing new things now that have that aren't based on what was right or wrong about your past. What's right or wrong? What, what, what's going to create the greatest possibility now? And as far as you know, healing, uh, not needing a whole lot of time. You know, we're both we both work doing shamanic healing. And uh, when I when I first started doing uh, like my advanced energy healing, uh, but before I don't I wasn't even calling it or relating it to shamanism at the time, but one of the first people that I worked on, I was on a, a spiritual retreat. So at first, people's mindset was already um, you know like focused on the spiritual and like creating new possibilities. So that helped. Uh, but I um, I sort of had an experience where I very abruptly like remembered, Oh, I, I, I know how to heal people. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and these really advanced techniques just came through really, um, intuitively. And, um, there was a woman who, uh, asked if I could perform healing on her and, um, I just kind of jumped right into it and I didn't know, um, her story or what she was experiencing. Uh, I just felt like something in her low back, I'm supposed to go there. And uh, so um, I think I it was maybe about, I don't know, I want to say like three minutes. I sat there and I was just moving these energy patterns that I was seeing. And I was like, okay, it's there, move it out. All right, done. And um, so to me, it was like no big deal. And it was just three minutes of quick little, okay, now it's gone. Um, and she stood up and bent over and touched her toes. And she just had this look of amazement on her face. 
And uh, I said, so, so, you know, what's, uh, what's going on? What are you feeling? And she said she had a herniated disc in her back uh, that had been causing her problems for years and years. And um, it was so painful that uh, for the longest time, well, one, she had problems sleeping and all kinds of other things. Even just sitting down was painful and uncomfortable. But she hadn't been able to bend over and touch her toes in years and years. And uh, so, um, yeah, uh, but in, in that, three minutes of me doing that clearing, that pain was completely gone for her. And I actually got to spend the next, uh, I think it was three or four days with her. And she, uh, she was still pain free for all I know that pain is still gone to this day. And it, it just a couple minutes like that was something. So she had diagnosed by a doctor that was, you know, this really heavy, painful, chronic issue. And it's just gone like that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you if 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 the if you're in the allowance of it, and we don't give so much weight to the story and all that, I, I think from the healer's perspective and the one being healed, uh, it you know it's so much easier. And you know, following the energy of that, something that comes up for blocks is if you learn Reiki or you learn a particular modality, sometimes we fit that healing in a box. And you, that was before any training that you really had. One yeah. of the best readings I ever did was in the very first weekends of Fellowships of the Spirit. We were sitting in these little groups, and I had no concept of what a reading really was at this point. I'm just in this group, and I'm about to tell something to someone that I'm, I'm just making up, right? She said, just make it up. And I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I see you at a farm, and you have pigtails. She's like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I grew up on a farm. And I'm like, and I see you always like throwing things down the well. She's like, yeah, I love throwing things down the well. And then I saw her like something wrapped up in a bundle like a cloth and it was kicking and she threw it down the well and i'm like did you throw something alive down the well and then she bursts into tears and she starts crying and she's like now why would you see that she actually hits me and i'm like ah oh. she apparently they had rabbits on the farm and the, those her favorite rabbit it was going to be dinner basically and she wrapped it up and she threw it down the well to save it now i didn't know why it was coming up and i didn't know how profound this was going to be for her that this was going to shift into a place of healing but i was so spot on accurate like immense detail and it was probably the the best detailed reading I've ever given. And then I get in my own way, you know, I, it's things like that still happen. But it was like, I had no, before I was taught how to do it, I did it wonderfully. And then the more I learned, sometimes you, you get limited, and then you have to start break out of that. And I guess the takeaway for that is whenever you're learning anything, even from the, our podcast today, whatever your takeaways you're going to have, use that as a springboard of possibility to take it to new heights and don't take that as the end all be all. Where else could you go with it and create more with it and don't take any learning or teaching as the end all be all. And we always think that, but we end up doing it anyway. <laughs> and as we've said, don't limit yourself with the difficult, negative, heavy blockages. But also don't limit yourself with with the exciting possibilities. You know, we were talking about all this incredible stuff and now all of this, uh, these amazing instantaneous or powerful healings and readings can happen. Uh, but don't even limit yourself with that. You know, if you think like, okay, wow, you know, maybe this issue that I have can be healed that quickly. You know, don't stop there. What else is possible? You know, what else can you experience? You know, get rid of the pain. Okay. You know, don't limit yourself with I can heal myself from pain. You know, okay, maybe I can experience way more peace, joy, love, and, and sensations I didn't even know existed. But if you stop yourself at like, wow, this is possible, then you're also creating a new blockage. So don't let yourself get stuck there either. 
always be looking to grow, always be in a, that energy of allowance to whatever it is the universe and spirit has to show you and offer you. Allow Com everything. Yeah, combination of being the student and total allowance of receiving everything there is to receive. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then asking, what can I do with that to create even more ease for myself, for my fellow travelers, and for the world? Because why stop at just you? What if we could be creating with each other for great possibilities instead of against each other? How does that feel? Ooh, yeah, like what could we do with all this to really create with each other instead of against each other? Because that's what the world's been doing up until now. Now there's a time where everybody's on pause for a moment and we get to have a new choice. Let's make it a good one. Yeah, I think this will be a time where we all do get to uh, sort of reflect and, uh, and you know, I think we're, people are already starting to realize that the lives we were living uh, weren't healthy. We were, we, we have been so go, go, go that we haven't had a moment to sit and be with ourselves and identify what is blocking us. You know, most people don't even know they have blockages. They just go about their lives experiencing all kinds of good things, but then also suffering and, and discomfort and they don't know why. So now that we have the time and we're being sort of forced to sit down and, and be with ourselves, you know, uh, see what new possibilities you can create, uh, you know, engage in, in, uh, content like this that we're creating, this kind of podcast or, or research something that inspires you and, and go with it, you know, start to practice. You know, it's one thing to to listen and, uh, you know, be watching this for like entertainment purposes, but if you really, oh. uh, well, that's great too. <laughs> hey, you know, I, we want you to do that. Yeah. That's, that's all. Watch but, um, reason you like. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you know, be open to making real change right now. It's a great time to do it. Uh, the the plant where you know people talk about the new normal we're going to, uh, but I think the, the the reason people say that is there is this underlying sense that no matter what things have changed and are changing in a way that they haven't before. So you know, how do you want to change? Do you want to change for the better and for unlimited possibilities, or do you want to become more stuck and go further into the chaos? You have the choice now. One other thing too, it doesn't take a world calamity for you to have infinite choice. We just are pausing now and are really becoming more aware of it on such a profound level. But you could have, you can recreate yourself anew. This is something from Neil Donald Walsh's work uh, from the book's Conversations with God. He would he would say that the point of it all is to recreate yourself anew for the next to be, to be the next grandest version of you that's ever existed. And so to every day, like, how could I outcreate myself today? How could I be more of me today than I've ever been before? And you don't need a, a pause button to do that. You can take that and recreate yourself every single day and see really what are the unlimited possibilities of what I could have in my life. And we should be recreating ourselves every day, you know, uh, every like moment. Every moment, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, as an ever an ongoing thing, you know, always look, uh, you know, what can I manifest in this moment? And we'll talk. We we've talked about this. We'll probably talk about it many more times. But we are the creators of our reality, and uh, so you know, make the conscious decision to create instead of just being swept along with w whatever way the world and your mind wants to take you. Know that you're the conscious creator of your reality. So if you have that knowledge that we, we create all of our experience, you know, what do I want to create right now that's going to be the most amazing, incredible experience for myself and those around me? Uh, and, you know, don't limit yourself. Create incredible beauty and paradise and joy. Right. And, you know, that's how this whole podcast came to be. I was on, I think it was the last uh, 
Spirit Lodge? Was it the last Spirit Lodge? I, I forget. It was one of Zane's thing, and I had made a joke about how fun would it be in this time to do like a stir crazy shaman show and just talk about whatever's you know whatever the energy is of the day. And so just by asking a question, what would create possibility? This is what we started to create. And when I started it, then I'm like, well, how much more fun would it be? And I'm like, well, do it with somebody else. Don't just be by yourself. And I'm so glad because if I was doing it by myself, it wouldn't be nearly as much fun just <laughs> talking with no interplay on energies. Because that's why I, I find it is way easier for myself anyway to create with other people than just on my own. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the conversation helps us to grow. I know I learn so much from from do, from these talks that we have, uh, and and I'm able to sort of restructure things that may have been floating around in my awareness and 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 uh, and really gain a deeper understanding about them. So uh, I'm learning right along with everyone watching. This is as much a learning experience for me as it is for all of you. And, and me too. The teachers are always students too, right? At least good teachers are because they always <laughs> feel that they're a student. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anything? Because uh, I, I think we're getting pretty close to an hour now. So, any, any, uh, anything you'd, as far as blockages and overcoming them go that you'd like to sort of recap? Well, for one, uh, while we're re kind of talking here, if you have a idea of something you would like for a future topic, please make a comment and let us know what's on your minds, what you would like to hear uh, about. But really, the the question is: one, ask, is it mine? Uh, and two, if it is mine, what can I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how? I'm always about the question. You ask those questions and then go about your day and you will find that something might pop that you'll be like, that matches the energy of my question. So I have a block and all of a sudden pineapples are shining to you and I don't know why. And this has happened to me. Like I, I all of a sudden, like I just know I need to eat a ton of pineapples and pistachios. I don't know why, but I, I flow with it. But if I ask a question, I follow the energy of it. And if you can't follow the energy yet uh, because you haven't developed that ability, then you start looking at things and saying, will this be a contribution to reduce that block? Yes or no, does it feel light or not? And if you don't get anything, put it out on a trajectory five years from now. If I do this action, if I take this meditation with Casey, how does my block feel? And, and if you put it out on a trajectory, you start to feel that heavy and light. It helps you to start developing that binary dialogue with the universe. And that's really the only question, the, the only communication you need is this feeling of tension or ease. And you pick what feels easy for you. And then your life will have more ease in it. And bottom line, that would be my takeaway for today. Love it. And I think for me, uh, bringing the awareness in, uh, because uh, if, if we're not aware, and again, we don't, I don't mean those specific things, but bringing the awareness in and becoming aware of where that blockage might reside and what it feels like uh, is huge. Because if, if, if we're, what we're not aware of, we, we can't work with, we can't do anything with. And a metaphor I have for that is um, if you've ever been, uh, like sleeping and you know, you'll be tossed and turn at night and then you wake up, you've been sleeping on your arm funny and your arms completely numb. Like you, you can barely move the thing and you certainly can't do fine motor control with your fingers. So you have to be able to feel something in order to move it and work with it. So uh, the more awareness we can bring into the sensations of the energy of those blockages, the more we're able to do all of the things uh, more easily that, that Hank has been talking about. Yeah. And uh, just to, to end, a couple things to keep in mind. Casey's doing his uh, meditations Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. I am going to be doing two virtual concerts 
if you can't see in my office, I have all these wonderful crystal bowls and everything. So I have a special microphone and I will be doing a virtual version of my concerts on the 10th and the 24th, uh, hosted virtually by Santosha out in Buffalo. So that's gonna be fun. So if, you're, if it feels like show up for that. And later on tonight, we do have our access online clinic, which is a, a total free event. Um, and we're just gonna be talking about tools of access consciousness. And that will be tonight at seven o'clock-ish, I think. Anything else going on in your world that's coming up that folks wanna? Yeah, so hopefully it's okay. I plugged my YouTube, yeah, my new YouTube channel here. Uh, so if you go on YouTube, Shaman's Way, um, without an apostrophe, just shamans, like plural, way. Um, uh, and I, uh, or I think if you just look up Casey McBride, the name that's right over here, uh, you, you might find me that way. But um, Shaman's Way Healing, I, I post uh, uh, all of these uh, uh, talks that we do, but then I also have free content. Like um, I'll do shamanic meditation, sort of like what I do uh, during the uh, sessions that we were talking about on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Uh, but I'll do free ones from time to time that I just feel called that come through that I want to share with everyone. And then I also channel messages from spirit. Um, so if anyone, and you can post them here during our talks also, uh, or on the channel, you can make a comment. But if anyone has a specific question that they want me to ask of my guides, my angels, or uh, you know, the, uh, my uh, ancestors or whatever, um, I can I can ask a question and then channel a message uh, for everyone, and I'll just post that on the YouTube channel, Shaman's Way. So check that out. Let's go. That could be a whole other podcast uh, channelings from Casey. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have to talk and we'll create even more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm open for it for sure. So, and then, uh, yeah, so speaking of YouTube, since uh, there are people watching this on both YouTube channels, please uh, like and, and subscribe. The liking thing helps the YouTube algorithm so more people can discover us. So, please like and, and subscribe and all that good stuff. And thank you for that. Yep. And share. Absolutely. Yeah. If you find that this has helped you, um, please share the video and, uh, and let someone that you think will benefit from it know about it because that's how that's the greatest contribution you could be to us if you got contribution from us today there's nothing you need to do in reciprocity but if you feel called to share it and uh, with other people that you feel may get an awareness or possibility out of it and thank you all so much for your attention for your energy i thank you thank you thank you yep a nike a nike a nike have a good one everyone <laughs>